I'm here at the Eclectic Course Festival and we're in rehearsals with the remote viewers and the students from the Leeds and Leeds Beckett who've come down for the festival. They're going to be playing some of the composer Dave Petz's pieces, composed pieces and some improvisations. Uh, rehearsals are just starting now with Adrian Northover who's MDing the rehearsals and of musicians involved, including John Edwards, Sue Lynch, Caroline Crabble, uh, Christabel Riley, Dave Petz, and to the students from Leeds and Leeds Beckett. This is the Improviser podcast and we're at the Eclectic Horse Festival and I'm here with Dave Petz. He is the composer of the pieces and he's the co-founder of the Remote Viewers who have just played their first set in this afternoon's concert. So welcome Dave. Hello. Hello. How was, how was that for you? That was great. Much better than I thought because we had a rehearsal which was very rough but they were fantastic. Everyone was fantastic. And this is, it was all really Sue's idea, this particular gig, it goes to her. Her and um, Adrian did some improvised workshops with musicians from Leeds, got it all sorted out, and we've really just come along playing the right. written stuff and seeing how it goes. And so how did you pick the composed pieces? I sent a whole lot of stuff, because I write quite a bit, to Sue and Adrian. Right. They picked because they were the ones who were going to take it up to Leeds and workshop it. OK, so this is Adrian Northover and Sue Lynch. Sorry, yep, Adrian yeah, Northover and Sue Lynch. Who are um, uh, in the remote fears, yes. of course. Um, so, that, so they made kind of choices They made out. the choices, yeah. All the choices, really, of this are theirs. OK. I'm taking a bit of a back seat, oh. yes. And is there a reason for that? Or no, just no. It, the, the original idea for this was Sue's. 
so, and she said, was it okay to do this, some of your compositions? I said, fine. Right. And so they've run with it, and now we're all getting okay. back on board. Yes, also when I originally wrote them, it's just the remote viewers playing them, because we didn't know what instrumentation would be coming with the students, because they hadn't done the workshops yet. So they had to have the stuff written. And there's just one piece with one of the students plays piano. The rest is the only written stuff that is played by the remote viewers. So tell me, um, just tell me briefly, how you, how you started the remote viewers? Well, it's a long time ago, it was 20 years ago. Adrian, me, and the third person. We were in another band, but we were the three sax players, and we thought, and we rehearsed more than the others, so we thought, right, let's play as a trio. But then Louise, who was the third member, was also a singer. Right. So, although we started as a sax trio, we ended up bringing him backing tracks, and Adrian and I fiddled with electronics, and Louise sang. So in the end, it was, it's very different from the remote viewers now. It was sort of, it was still sax trios, improvisation, but it was song-based. Right. That kept going for quite a while. Then we had a break. Louise disappeared, and it's more as you know it. We uh, we've been mainly we've got quite a few recordings. We record probably more than we play, but it's sort of it was left me and Adrian. Then Caroline came next. Then Sue, and we did quite a few gigs as a sax quartet only. And then when we started recording, we used various people on electronics. And then John got involved. John Edwards. John Edwards. Yeah. And then at first it was a drum machine, but John's not too keen on drum machines, right. he's a good programmer. So Mark came. Mark, Mark Sanders. Sanders. Yeah. But he's an occasional member because he lives in Birmingham. Yes. And that. And today's the first gig with Christabel. Okay, yeah, let's talk about that. So how, yeah. just briefly, how um, was, it, was it different with Christabel Riley playing with this ensemble? Uh, yes. Yeah, it, it, um, well, it depends because Mark's answering an improvised kit. It's very rhythmic, but it, it can be more an improvised style. Right. Whereas Christabel, we asked her to be more rhythmic, which which is what she's doing. I don't know whether this is what she would want to do ideally. I think she'd like to have a bit more freedom, but it was great what she did. Yeah. Sounds really good. It does, yeah. Sounded she really knocks really it out. And a lot of the stuff I like is with a bass line yeah. actually benefits from that. And I always think it's. It pulls the improvisation a different way, you know, because improvisation can be very abstract. Yes. So I quite like it when it goes into something quite machine-like. Right. Which is what the writing often sounds like, people say. So, yes. and, and, and uh, just maybe one thing, this is quite a difficult question, but um, is there any sort of particular inspiration, inspiration for your composing? Or has uh, it come from anywhere? Well, it's been a long time now. I mean, I suppose if it's anything I... I like big bands, surprisingly enough. And what I listen to most, I suppose, now is Morton Feldman. I think people can hear a bit of that in there. Zanarkis. Verez. Those sort of people. I like that sort of really classical music. Well, not Feldman, of course, very yeah. gentle. Yeah. But yeah, big bands, um, even the old ones, like Stan Kenton, Mike Westbrook, Carla Blay. And then just lots of other stuff you hear. Now, you know, I just think if you're hearing things, hopefully you're like a sponge. Yes. You absorb it and see what comes out. Yeah, exactly. And then just work after that. It's just make sure you're always writing. Keeping the muscle. Yeah. Keeping yeah. the muscle yeah. going. Yeah, it's a craft. Yes. See a composition as a craft. I agree. 
rather than just you know waiting for inspiration because I don't know what that is. Yeah, no, that's that's I I understand that. So any um, any hopes hopes and dreams for the remote viewers? What would if in the future is there anything you'd think? Uh... Well, I've got lots of stuff. I mean, I would like to record with a bigger ensemble, but how that comes about again is practical. I don't know. And strangely, at the moment, remote viewers, apart from this gig, the other gigs we've got, because of getting gigs, numbers in that we're actually, the last CD was a trio, right. Adrian, John and myself, which was purely practical. Yes. It wasn't um, cutting people out for any other reason. So when we get a chance to play like this, it's great. Yeah. So remote viewers at its smallest has been a trio. Yes. And at its largest is, is today. Today. Which yeah. is like how many people well, I are think there? It, it, I thought there was going to be 11. Plus us six, 17. So it's a 17 piece ensemble. Yeah. Which I can imagine. I can imagine this being possible again, but you'd have to use London based improvisers and do it like this. But yeah. People who want to play just come and. It's a mixture of composition and conduction, which is what Adrian's got from the London Improvisers Orchestra. You know, people who want to do it, and we just point to them at yes. certain times, and the rest of the time they can play when they like. So, future uh, for remote viewers for a, a recording or performance could be the remote viewers' big band. I'd love to do that. I would love to do that, but it's more finances. Sorry right. to be very practical. No, but that's okay because you know, our sponsors will pay for it. Uh, well, our sponsors after this podcast. <laughs> well, that is absolutely fine. Today, well, it we're going to be a big band. We're going to have the remote viewers big band. Well, I think that's the last thing. Do you think nice you could record it in there? We could. Is it a good sound? Yeah, it's a good sound. We'll hire do. it for a couple of days. Yeah. Exactly. That's that would be that would be great. Get, okay. So, so for all the listeners, <laughs> yeah, I might even get a, I might yes. get a job, well, you would get a job with, yeah. with the remote viewers. Big yes. Well, um, I'd like to thank Dave Petz um, for, for talking to the Improviser podcast My and um, look out for more of their recordings and performances in London and the world. Especially the world. Especially the world. Thanks, Dave. Okay, Bye. No problem, Provides a podcast, and I'm with, here with the students from Leeds who just played with the remote viewers. So, um, how was it for you? What, what did you play? What's your name? Uh, my name's Rowan. I played piano. It was really fun. Yeah, it's just fun because you create different moods and textures, and you just sort of go with the flow. And it got really intense. 
This town is really good. Thank you. Any views? I found it really interesting because it's not something that you see really common in the music like scene, so it's quite an interesting thing to be taken part, taking part with. Yeah. Fantastic. What did you play? I played clarinet. Okay, cool. Yeah. Thank you, Greg. I uh, played uh, synths and electronic bits um, during, during the gig, I guess. Um, the gig overall is really fun. Obviously, it's quite challenging to find where you fit in with like chaos in general. And there were how many people on stage? Lots, yeah, yeah. I think 17. Seven, I yeah. 17. Okay. And did you think it worked? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cool. I think everyone's sort of conscious about their timbre and, and uh, envelope for the sound and stuff like that. So we had, there's some really interesting bits where it would just be percussion and things were really tight and snappy, and then these really long drone sounds as well with the violins and stuff like that and the other string instruments so it's a, it's a good mixture of sort of attentive listening yeah. fantastic thank you so much Ivan hello um, yeah that was, that was another successful bit of music um, yeah like Jake was saying the, the kind of contrast of textures you can get with so many different instruments on stage at once and um, kind of here being able like getting a chance to hear the different combinations of instruments for me was quite uh, powerful when you've got so many so many types of sounds at hand to hear such contrasting textures together or, or very kind of similar similar sounds kind of working in different ways uh, yeah. how was it with the two double basses you and john edwards that was that was good fun um, <laughs> partly because you can kind of play around with being being in a similar place or and kind of diverging or, or being kind of at, at extremes and then kind of finding a way um, to kind of finding a way to kind of counterpoint each other's playings. Yes. Here with Paul Sutton um, and this is the Improviser podcast. Welcome Paul. Hiya. And well you've just seen the remote viewers. Y y yeah. So what was your thought of that with the ensemble with the students from Leeds? I really enjoyed it. The remote viewers kind of scored stuff, you know, interspersed with, you know, improvised stuff, and it, it, it worked. It worked really well. I mean, um, I mean, clearly the musicians from Leeds know what they're doing. Ah, yes. <laughs> Is there any particular instrument or sound that you like within an ensemble? Or well, I like saxophones, and, and obviously, I mean, and, and, and I like, you know, horn arrangements. Right. You've been seeing music for a while on the scene. Do you go to different venues? I mean, I live in South London, right. so I've, I tend to go... To, I mean, the eclectic is my main source of improvised music, but, okay. you know, pre previously, I mean, I've been to the Clinker a lot and, yeah. you know, Mopa Mozo a bit. And OK. And do you think that um, the scene's changed in any way? Well, obviously, people have died. Um, you know, pe okay. people like Derek and Lowell. So that I mean, right. that, I mean, I mean, I mean, they've they, they've left gaps, obviously. Ah, that's but uh, but um, did you notice that particularly? Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, you're bound to miss people yes. like that. But having said that, there's a lot of um, you know younger musicians you know coming up, and you know the the kind of um, uh, you know the, the Daniel Thompson generation. So. Okay, and are there people there? Like, well, you've just said Daniel Thompson. Is there are there any other people that you would um, recommend? Uh, Kath Roberts. Um, okay. I mean, I mean, it, I mean, well, it's nice to have a baritone. Uh, you know, on the set because there aren't many of there aren't many of them around, and uh, 
she's she's very good. I mean, she's done similar things to kind of this project, you know, before. I mean, I, um, she did one last year with students from from, from City. Okay, great. You know, a kind of yeah. conduction kind of thing. Right. Which uh, I really liked. Thank you so much for talking to me and the Improviser podcast. Thanks, Paul. And I'm here with Douglas Benford at the Eclectic Horse Festival. Welcome, Douglas. Hello, nice to be here. You're a musician. Yes. And, uh, and also you're involved in the improvised and experimental music scene in London. Yes. So like, what kind of stuff do you do just for the people who listen to this? Myself, I'm mainly doing performances and curating small events that are record for recording purposes really, but also um, I do art installations. I work with um, a sculptor who, who actually makes um, acoustic dishes that reflect sounds. Okay. And we've done these projects using field recordings, which I've made all over the country, basically Swansea, two in Essex, and um, sorry, that was Tony. That was Tony the cat just came in. Okay, so he's not really I think he wants to be on the Improviser podcast and is yeah. upset. Well, hasn't, do an he hasn't been interviewed yeah. yet. Yeah, I'll do that later yeah. tonight. Um, so yeah, yes. getting back to yeah, that. Yeah, back. So we, we've. We've had over the past, since 2012, we've done a number of uh, installations. Normally they use field recordings. I literally cycle around an area, like I've cycled around Chelmsford and Swansea and one point Vancouver as well, uh, yeah. just collecting sounds. You know, anything that catches my ear that seems kind of exotic or a combination of two sounds at once, I've realised. That's what I'm always looking for. The incongruous sound with the sound that kind of is less incongruous. Uh, a mixture of urban and natural, like um, you know, bird life over industrial uh, goings on, this kind of thing always mm -hmm. interests me. And then from that, we've also done a couple of installations at National Trust houses as well. Okay. And last year, uh, the year before, 2016, we did one in Forest of Dean, and uh, one in Bermondsey last year, 2017, beginning of 2017 one in Bermondsey and I took a different tack with that. I actually used my own sounds that I'd made, my own music. Right. And the upshot of that, what I did was I took a number of my sets and allowed them all together so they're all playing at once. It seems like a number of people playing. And it, it, I was very pleased with that. And uh, that might actually be coming out on the label now. Okay, that's interesting. Keep quiet, about that. keep quiet, but if people want to find out about your stuff, they can find out Douglas Benford, you're on Twitter. Okay. Yeah, it's a small page thing. So back to the Eclectic Horse Festival, you saw the Paradise Yard Ensemble? I really liked it. I really liked the different duos because I didn't know what to expect at all. And uh, I liked the way it shifted from one duo to another, uh, but it felt like a whole piece. And um, I, liked the, I liked the use of the Doctor Who theme at the very end. Right, I thought that okay. was kind of apt and it's kind of moving in a way. You think of Delia Derbyshire. And she wasn't the happiest of individuals, I believe. Right. Uh, but she did some terrific work uh, at the Radiophonic uh, what they call it, workshop. workshop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you realise when you when you hear something like that, the Doctor Who theme, it's a visceral thing. I feel <laughs> absolutely I grew up hiding behind the sofa listening to that. Yeah. When you hear how that tune, that track, was put together with scraping. Um, keys, I think, on bits of tape and stuff like that. It's, it's a sound collage, really. There's no instruments used to make those. So. 
make that a lot for herself. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. You see a lot of music on the scene. Is there anyone that you've seen, heard of late that you would, that you find interesting? Um, I would say there's no one specific. I mean, I'm a big fan of the usual people like John Butcher and uh, say Rodri David. It's a huge list. Steve Beresford, Adam Bowman. You know, yeah. the whole list of people. Yeah. What is quite refreshing is to see a number of younger faces coming on, like Christopher Riley. Yes. There, there are some younger uh, yes. artists coming along, which is refreshing. Yeah. You know, it adds, it sort of helps. Yeah. Well, that's good. And um, do you think the music, um, do you think the scene's changed in the time that you've been involved? Uh, not radically, but that's what I like about it. I, I would, I would say one of the things that is a bit distressing in a way is that it doesn't get more popular. The scene does it. Really? Well, it's interesting you say that because talking to John Edwards, he was he was feeling that it is, but perhaps more so in Europe than yes, this country. But probably. he, his experience is that, that it's yes. becoming more and more vibrant. Yeah, um, so. I think uh, in other parts of the world, uh, it's nurtured a bit more. But in this country, I mean, I, I just refer referring to some of my friends. You know, when they hear this improvised music it's too chaotic for them really it's just when they listen it, it makes you think about what the function of music is to people and it's a kind of nostalgia thing and it's familiar they want something familiar and they just find it too radical and it's changing too much and i sympathize in a way because that's how i felt like 15 years ago mm. i just felt that I, I i found it all too chaotic and then i gradually it was through a process of osmosis really kind of uh, going to different events at the Bonington Centre, I used to go there. Right, that's Adam Berman, yeah. yes. And, um, and getting to know Steve Beresford, uh, and also at that time we were, we, I was involved with putting on events and we put on a group like Ticklish, you know, Richard Saunderson, and all those people, you, you realise there was a kind of little scene around those people, and I found it more and more intriguing, and the more and more, because I, I, I come from an electronic music kind of background, the more and more that I um, latched onto that scene, uh, I just I, I realised that a lot of electronic music had become quite bland and commercial. That was the problem. It was a kind of slow epiphany, really, on my part. Right. And um, have you got any other projects coming up? This prospective album, Home Front Recordings, as Mark Westell wrote to me. Uh, We'll see, because I haven't presented him okay, with but the that's audio yet. But I, I, I'm, I think it's the ideal thing. Um, what else? There's a number of appearances. I'm playing at the horse at the end of February. Great, okay. With, and that's the Horse Improv Club. Yeah, yes. with Clive Bell, who yes. I played with a few times. I mean, I really like the sounds he gets, the Japanese traditional flutes. And yeah. things. It just adds another dimension to the sound, you know. It takes it to a different place, really. Uh, and then also uh, next weekend, but it's probably not relevant to this song, playing with Rachel Musson and Mazzieri uh, oh, and, uh, and uh, Ed Lucas. Oh, fantastic. Um, Where's that? At the Hundred Years Gallery. That's okay. the event I've put together. Yes. Event, uh, I call it an event, but it's really more a recording session, which we hope some people can come right. to as well. Uh, and then I like, uh, I'm planning in March to play with the London Improvisers Orchestra again, which I find uh, is a different experience altogether, really. Right. I find that quite pressurised. 
Mm. So there's all these really um, well, uh, you know, skilled musicians around around mm. me uh, when I'm not a skilled musician. I'm an ideas person. I'm one of those people who went to art college, basically. Right. Okay. So, well, that's interesting yeah. because of um, you know the the blend of that. I mean, that was in the performance last night. They were all art students. Yeah. And a lot of people on the scene do come from a visual art background mm -hmm. as well. That's why I, I, yeah. st I, um, I, became, I studied um, graphic design, basically. Right. And for years, I was a magazine designer. Right. Which, um, and I think that that kind of regimented look that I had to give everything, I'm kind of reacting against that throughout my life now. For, know, with the music like, that you play whole, and sounds. The whole sounds. thing of locking to a grid, you know. I mean, you realise, uh, especially if you're involved with electronic music, that um, uh, they have, s graphic design and electronic music have so much in common, you know, with that whole snap to grid idea. And that's what I like about improvised music, doesn't snap to grid, basically, does it? I think that is a very good point. It doesn't snap to grid. Thank you very much, Douglas. This is the Improviser podcast and I'm here with Mark Sanders and um, he's playing tonight in a trio with John Butcher and John Edwards. Yes. So how did you begin this trio? We talked about it for a long time, especially me and Johnny Edwards in Travels and two years ago. I said, okay, let's, this, that's enough, let's book the studio. So you went in um, to record? And we went into the, the lovely Fish Factory Studios in Wilston and um, had a nice day recording and then John found John Butcher 
an old 20 John Johns to do with music. That, that could be a, that could yeah. be an album. 20 Johns. Yeah, we have been talking <laughs> about Mark's reputation, which of course is renowned as a musician. Uh, drummer, percussionist, would you yeah. describe yourself? Yeah, yeah, I like both. Hey. Drummer and separate is alright, but I'm not percussionist. Then right. I start thinking it's tuned. Right. Not okay. Not conventionally tuned So what other um, things have you been playing with recently that you've enjoyed? Well, it's been quite a very nice week. I uh, started last week with Paul Dunmore in Zurich. Then on Monday, that was Saturday, and then Monday was with Evan Parker at the Vortex and then tonight with John Butcher. Fantastic. And, and what a lovely trio of top of the tree musicians, saxophonists to play with. And all three with the great Johnny Edwards. So, you know, treat. Treat, treat amazing. Treat and lovely piano players, Liam Noble. Right. Dumble, yeah. It was wonderful. And coming from a from the more um, jazz area, but really into free and harmonically exciting John and Paul right. greatly and uh, rhythmically exciting. It was, it was wonderful. Very, very kind of different sort of very strong melodic free jazz, but right. but very exciting and open to going anywhere. And then of course with Evan and Alex Hawkins, um, okay. which was great because he's playing so beautifully. Right. And, um, and how would you describe this trio that's playing at the festival true. tonight? I wouldn't. Okay, good. <laughs> Absolutely. Play yeah, play music. And has there been anyone new on the scene um, anywhere you've been playing that you've, has made an impression on you? Mainly, well, the one thing is that I keep thinking and maybe saying is that it's all, it's all women musicians and how exciting time it is that it's women musicians. That's and interesting. It really is genuinely the women musicians that are exciting with something new and I was really looking forward to seeing Christopher. Yes. Because I'd you know, heard good things about her and she's different and the way the kit was set up was like, oh yeah, good, I'd love to have seen that, you know. Yeah. And Matilda Rolfson, she's a percussionist from Norway. And what a beautiful player, yeah. She's a great musician. Okay. Um, she plays the big bass drum. Yes. It'd be lovely to see where she goes from there, if she goes somewhere from there, but she's very musical and great touch. Well, that's good. Yeah, good recommendations yeah, for people. Yeah. And any other music maybe you've heard? Looking forward or? to working with um, Rachel Masson and Pat Thomas, new trio. Okay. Are you doing gigs in London? Yeah, we've got a gig at uh, Cafe Otto and a gig at, um, uh, in Birmingham at the Mac, which is a lovely art centre. Putting on really nice gigs. Fantastic. Proper, proper gigs in, in uh, Tony Dudley Evans, the <coughs> promoter in Birmingham, sorting that out. And right. Proper fee and uh, everything, you know. Yeah. Gig, you know, in a lovely room in this art centre that is for kind of poetry reading, but it's perfect yeah. for improvised music. Right. Small, but really, really nice. And so if people want to find stuff, um, that you've played on, can they just like look you up as Mark Sanders, or do you have yeah, a? There's some stuff on YouTube. There's some YouTube, right? Yeah, right yeah. Cool. There's some nice stuff with John Butcher on YouTube. Um, and you're on, know, some la- you're on some labels. You're on some labels. 
I'm on lots of labels. I've done about 150 CDs. Anyone who wants to hear Mark Sanders, there's 150 <laughs> things out there. I think this one will say thank you so much for doing this and, and hope you have a good gig at the Eclectic Course Festival Thanks. tonight. Thank you. I'm here with John Butcher. We're at the Eclectic Horse Festival. Um, welcome, John. Hello there. To the Improviser podcast. And um, he's just come off stage from playing with John Edwards and Mark Sanders. Why those two? And what is it like to play with them for you? Um, well, I've played with both of them in duos for about 20 years. And uh, other, other larger projects. And it was only last year we played in a trio. And I think one of the reasons why it took a long time was that I was, I've always been reluctant to play in saxophone, drums, bass groups because they seem to have a, a particular kind of expectation about them of what the music's going to be like. And a lot of it was places I didn't want to go to. But in recent years, I felt, felt myself much more comfortable going to some of those more traditional saxophone-based drums. I was going to say, what, what, pl- what places are they for you? Well, the saxophone often, has, often adopts... Uh, I try and avoid it, but it's this, this kind of thing of the horn player being the soloist. Yes, I understand. Uh, which, for many years, I tried to avoid as much as I could. And I think I found new ways of doing that by suggesting it and moving between that kind of way of thinking and at other times working just completely interactively and completely uh, integratedly. There were some parts in the performance which were really intriguing to me that sounded so innocent. I don't know. I I think I know what you mean by innocent because um, 
like a lot of people when you you start off playing you make the choice to avoid a lot of things and um, these days I'm actually quite happy to embrace something like you know just two, working with two simple notes played straight uncoloured if you like mm. after having spent decades working on different colouring possibilities for the saxophone Right, yes. And I think that gives it more of a, a song-like and um, innocent isn't the word I'd use, but perhaps uh, childlike. It's maybe childlike. Yes. Which I don't. Again, I would not have done twenty years ago. But I feel comfortable with that now. It's very beautiful. Thank, thank you. Yeah. Um, so, recordings coming out, um, performances, anything coming up? Uh, well, on Tuesday, I go to Boda in Norway which is inside the Arctic Circle and it's the most north I've ever been to play a concert Fantastic. and I'm a bit embarrassed about the carbon footprint but I'm just flying there for one night and then back So what's happening there in Norway? Uh, it's, just, it's just an evening concert there With who? I play with Stolle Ljavik Solberg who's a percussionist from uh, Oslo and actually living in Boda is uh, Lasse Mahu, who's quite well known on the sort of noise and electronic scene, and he's playing a duet with somebody else there. I believe there's three hours of daylight at the moment. Fantastic. So, and how did you meet those uh, people? Um, Stoller runs a club in Oslo, and he invited me to play there three or four years ago. I met him there, then he suggested we play together, and that went very well. He plays one of these sort of um, very self-formed tiny drum kits. He's rather he's got three different sized snare drums instead of having like a tom tom and a bass drum and things. Right. And uh, he reminds me a little bit in that approach to uh, John Stevens, who was, uh, of course, a very formative improvising musician who I played with in the 90s right. so I, I kind of like those connections where young musicians Stoller being in his 30s continue ideas on but very much with their own input and language and history you know for me that's more interesting than people who really really try too hard to do something deliberately new because that's almost an impossible thing these right. days yeah. he, he, they, he, yeah. his personality comes out very naturally through this okay. do you think the scene's changed for you in terms of improvised and experimental music in the UK, London or Europe well there's many levels to that one is how it has changed aesthetically right. and the other is just how it's changed practically I suppose. Okay. Um, on the practical side, I seem to be working more and but earning less money. Right. <laughs> okay. And aesthetic aesthetically? Um, there was always. Uh, I mean, I first became interested in the late 70s, the early 80s, when there were still very marked differences between the kind of improvising occurring in different countries. And in some ways, there still is, but um, all the different the, the schools were just based around a few 
individuals in those days. Right. It, it, you know, it wasn't really so much there was a an English way of playing, but you know, somebody like Derek Bailey had a strong influence by his the example of his own playing. Right. But now it's fragmented in so many different ways. Sometimes mm. people cut themselves off and will only adhere to one kind of, you know, aesthetic within improvisation. Other people prepared to be a lot more open about it. Okay. And are there any new um, people anywhere have been inspiring or you would play with even? This is always happening. I, 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 I think my involvement in it, um, there's always a... In, re, well, in recent times, it's been about 50 people around the world okay. that I like to play with. <laughs> and I get the opportunities to, pl- to play with most of them, you know, every few years. Wow. And, of course, you know, some people leave that select group and other people enter it. Those of us who travel quite a lot to play yes. this music, it's, it's very unusual to have a group that you really take around. Right, yeah. And although there has some frustrations, in many ways it's ideal for improvising. Yeah. Because you, you build up this uh, history with people. Mm. But you're not playing all the time, so you're not just falling into routines. And the next time you meet, you've all, had, you've all done different things, so you'll be playing slightly differently. And bring different According. things to it, yes. So you know the person, but it's not like you're you're playing with them every night of the week. It's true. So future hopes, aspirations for your musical journey. Well, the band tonight, uh, I would really like to get that out on the road, touring a little. Um, I hope that works. Um, Will you be called, you'll just be the trio of... So it's John Butcher, John Edwards, Mark Sanders. Yeah. It's sort of biblical, isn't it, John, <laughs> John and Mark? It is. <laughs> it's fantastic. So you enjoyed the performance tonight at oh, Eclectic? Yes, yes. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's a pleasure to, to John talk Butcher, about these things. And um, we look forward to hearing you in the future. Thank, thank you, you so much. much.